Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Harry Bros. We're going to jump right in. we got an awesome show planned today. we got some awesome segments, so let's jump right in. So our first segment of the day is going to be first look at Final Four and our Final Four predictions. Drake? Yeah, so I have, for the Michigan State-Texas Tech game, I have Michigan State winning just because of experience. Texas Tech has no experience whatsoever. And... For the Virginia-Auburn game, I have the upset Auburn going, just because, I mean, I'm on the Auburn bandwagon train, and they did. They beat Kentucky. It's a good train ride. It's it a is. good train ride. They beat Kentucky, North Carolina, and Kansas on their way. So they Blue have bloods. beaten high-class teams, and they are going to be another one seed. So in Michigan State, Auburn, I'm Michigan State, just because it's coming up. And this is his eighth straight Final Four. No, he's been to eight Final Four appearances. I don't know where straight came out. But this is his eighth Final Four appearance. Appearance. Appearance, yes. (laughs) He has the experience. And this is Bruce Pearls in um, their first Final Four. Auburn, they have to play in transition. They have to play in transition. They don't have Okiki. So I just have, but Michigan State with Ward in his hand. I don't know about that. But Cassius, Winston, and Goons are going. They're just going to be too much for Auburn. What do you have? So I have the same Final Four. I have Michigan State over Texas Tech, and I have Auburn over Virginia. But here's why. See, I think Auburn makes too many threes. And I just think Virginia is too reliable on defense and that they can't, they don't score as highly as Auburn does because Auburn will drop 90 on you in one game like they did in North Carolina. So I just think that Auburn is too much on the three-point line. And I just think Michigan State has too much experience and they're way too big for Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a small team. They don't, they have a hard time rebounding sometimes, it appears to me. And I just think they're too small for Michigan State's size. And Michigan State is, has a lot of seniors between and Cassius Winston is probably the best leader slash passer in the league. So that's why I have. So in our next segment, we're talking about what went wrong for the one seeds. So what I think for the one seeds Who won the game? Michigan State or Auburn? Oh yeah. This is awkward. So I actually have Michigan State also just because of their experience and their size over Auburn. But it'll be a good game, I think. So what I have going on for the one season is Duke and their defense are all freshmen. They've never been here before. And I just think they don't have a lot of depth. And And I've heard on ESPN that Cam Reddish was seen jumping around before the game. So I hardly believe that it's an actual knee injury. I, I don't know if he missed his curfew or he got in trouble by his school, but I just believe that some, it's more than an injury because I've seen him they I've seen him jumping around, and Trey Jones was a disappointment this tournament just be, just because that I've never seen such a poor outing from the three point line besides Fletcher McGee. <laughs> and <laughs> Fletcher McGee went out for twelve, so there's something to say. And so I just think that Cam Reddish was kind of overshadowed. And I just think this was a rough tournament. I just didn't see this going well for Duke. 
some way I still picked them. And they lost to an experienced team in Michigan State. Hey, shout out to Fletcher McGee. <laughs> shout out to Fletcher. Um, I, North Carolina lost because Auburn, I've never, Auburn was raining. They were red hot like wings. There were some spicy wings out there on the court. And I and they were just fast and North Carolina is all about playing fast in a track meet. And I feel like Rick w- Roy Williams was out coached. There was I think three minutes left. Cam Johnson, Luke May, and Penny Williams were all on the bench. They were ready to check in, but with three minutes left, just Kobe White was on the floor. And then when they came in, Kobe White was on the bench. So I just think there's something that I just think Auburn wanted it more, and I just think they had really good performances from Mighty Mouse Harper, only 5'11", shout-out, Chuma Okiki, who actually tore his ACL in that game, get better soon, and I just think that that's why North Carolina lost. Then I think Gonzaga lost because they are a victim of good defense, and Texas Tech play held the top-scoring offense in D1 to only 69 points. That's something to say with them being pretty small. And Texas Tech only scored 75 points. Usually that doesn't cut it against the high-scoring offensive team, but that's how good they are defensively. And I saw their point guards boxing out Gonzaga's big guys. So that's what I have. Drake, what do you have? Um. So for Duke, I have... They just are all freshmen. They have no experience whatsoever except Coach K. All their games, they could have lost. UCF, they should have lost. And, um... Oh, Taco! Taco. Oh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah. That guy had a tip-in to send it to OT, but he Hold didn't. on, hold on, hold on. Hit the brakes, hit the brakes. That guy, first of all, his hair looked like heinous. And I just want to say, he was complaining for a foul. Didn't even no get touched. Didn't even get touched. Continue, Drake. All right. Oh, not shocked to see them lose at all. Cam Reddish was disappointing. Trey Jones, disappointing. RJ Barrett, I, but I, I think, say, hold on, hold on. I, I, I think the reason why Trey Jones just sees it as a disappointment, he just doesn't really play like a modern guard. Yes. He plays more old school. He's more of an old-school guard. He plays Drive, defense. He's a pick slasher. And pick and roll defense. And so that's why he just kind of seemed as a disappointment. Continue. All right. So, Gonzaga, I honestly don't really know what happened. All I know is Texas Tech, they have a good defense. They can hold you. They held um, Michigan. To 44 points. 44 points. 19 or something like that points. In the first half. 16 in the first half. 16. That is a, there's only been one time before that, that a team in the first half has been held to 20 points or under in the tournament. That was the second time ever. And they're just amazing on the fundamentals. Yes. They're just great at that. But Gonzaga, like you said, they have the best offense in D1. But I don't know what happened. They have a good coach. They have good players. They have experience. Josh Perkins, leader. They have the best front court in the league. Brandon Clark worked himself into a lotto pick yes. after that season. He scored 36 points. Yeah. 
So I don't know honestly what happened. Not I in that game, but he poor, he scored thirty six in the ter- one game in the tournament. Yeah. And UNC they got I mean just outplayed Auburn. Averages eighteen points in transition per game. Eighteen. And but I on they have good defense. Like you said, Josh Okiki get one out. But they have a good defense. But North Carolina with Roy Williams and all of them, they just have experience. So I Is mean, that is that why? Yeah. They just have experience and I agree. So heading into our next segment, it's going to be pre-draft predictions. Drake, what's your predictions? Number one, shocker, I have Zion. Zion. Number two, John Morant. Three, R.J. Barrett. Four, Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. Wow. And number five, I have Kobe White from North Carolina. Okay, so here's what I have. I have Zion, Ja, and R.J., but I have Darius Garland out of Virginia, not out of Virginia, but Vanderbilt. And I also have Cam Reddish. I just think people are going to talk their way into taking Cam Reddish at the five. The five pick is projected to be the Hawks. And I just think the Hawks are going to, first of all, they wouldn't pick Kobe White because they have Trey Young. And they, um, they need small forward. And I just think that he was kind of overshadowed by RJ. Zion. And Zion. So I think that the, the people are going to talk their way into camp. And he, I don't care who has number one. You take Zion. Because Zion's going to bring you fans in their crowd. The crowd's going to reset, gonna get behind Zion. And I just think Ja is such an exciting player to watch. And his game translates so well to the modern-day NBA. I actually compare him to Russell Westbrook. And, I just, and so that's what I think. Okay, heading into our next segment. Call my personal favorite. Call me crazy. So this is a segment where we say something that we believe that is kind of out of the blue. So Drake, what's your first one? Alright, my first one is call me crazy, but Russell Westbrook should win MVP this year. This is his third straight season averaging a triple-double. Third. It has only happened one time before that. And this season... He averaged 20 points. No, didn't average. He got 20 points, 20 rebounds, and 20 assists in run game. The last person to do that was Wilt Chamberlain. He should win MVP. Here's my only argument with that quote. Is James Harden is literally averaging almost 37 points. You know who's the one of the last people to average 35 points or above? The Black Mamba himself. So I just think that he's got way too much. But I will say that averaging a triple-double is pretty impressive. For those of you who don't know what the Black Mamba is, that's um, Kobe Bryant. Yes. Arguably the greatest scorer of all time. Yes. Mamba Mamba mentality. So call me crazy, but... The Celtics, Sixers, and the Raptors are not the best teams in the East. The best team in the East is the Bucks, and I truly believe they will come out of the East. Is am I crazy or not? I sort of the Celtics. Yes or no? Give me yes or no. Why or in? See or no? No, 
I'm not the crazy. Bucks have Giannis. The only and thing the Bucks, I... they have so they are incredibly deep. Yes. The only thing I have against you is the Celtics have star power and experience. No. The Bucks have Giannis and Chris Middleton in the fixed night. That is it. Malcolm Brogdon and Eric Bledsoe. And Nikola Mirotic. And Pau Gasol. If you're talking experience, Pau Gasol is an NBA. He's won an NBA championship. And he's an all-star. And he's been to the playoffs, I don't know, 1,500 times, it feels like. If you're talking experience, Pau Gasol is the way to go. Nikola Mirotic, first of all, spent more than half of his career so far at the Bulls. The Bulls haven't been doing much lately. A couple years ago, when the Celtics when the Celtics had Isaiah Thomas and the Bulls still when the Bulls had Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, Nicole Mirotic. So I'm sorry. So they had Jimmy buckets, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo, Nicola Mirotic, Rajon Rondo. They were going to sweep the Celtics. They were up two zero going into Chicago, and Rajon Rondo broke his hand. They were going to sweep the Celtics. So he does have experience. Second of all, what's your second line? Alright. My second is... Da, 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 da. Bucks will not win the Eastern Conference. I have the Celtics. You're crazy. Here's why. Here's why you're crazy. I get why you think the Celtics are going to win. But they succeeded last year without Kyrie. I don't know, and Gordon Hayward. I don't know if they can do it with Kyrie. I just think they have too many people on their team to win. I just think it's too much. Remember how well Terry Rozier's don't have enough people. You know how? Do you know how well Terry Rozier played last playoffs? Yeah, he played amazing. He's arguably the third string on their team behind Marcus Smart. Marcus like, Smart is a shooter. No, Marcus Smart's a point guard. Um, mm, and. And the Bucks have home court advantage. I just, I just think that's a really underrated thing across the NBA. Because if the, let's say the Bucks win two games, I do get they're the, up two zero. I do get the Bucks do have the best record in the NBA. Yeah, case closed. My second is Kyrie. Call me crazy, but Kyrie, Zion, and KD will not all be on the Knicks next year. Well, darn no. You're Rip. not crazy. I'm not. No. Here's why. So first the of all, the the there are three teams who have a fourteen percent chance of getting the first pick. Not just the Knicks. Yes. There's thank the you. Cavs. And the Suns. The Suns knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and I the just, Bulls have a twelve point five percent chance. Exactly. The Knicks are not the only team. But everybody just thinks they're gonna get the one. Yes. <gasps> Next, and here's another reason why. What are I so? What are I've you? also heard on ESPN that by Brian Windhorst, shout out that Kyrie and Katie almost text every day. Every day. I don't even text my friends every day, and so they so they must have such a relationship that they want that they're gonna meet up. But here's why I don't think they will. They. Why did Kyrie leave Cleveland? He wants to be a franchise player. He wants to be a franchise player. Why is he going to leave the Celtics? Jason Tatum is there. 
Jalen Brown is there. Terry Rozier is there. He's just going to leave, get out of that situation. Why does KD, Why did KD leave to, to go to the Warriors? He wants to win a championship. He wants to win a championship. Because everybody's like, oh, you're a great player, but you don't have any rings. He wants to go prove those people wrong, and he got two rings and a fi- two finals MVP. Possibly going to get three rings. And so I just think... We'll get three rings. <laughs> maybe. And I just think that... Um, I, I love... But, like, if they go... Kyrie wants to be a franchise player, and KD wants to look in the locker room and be a franchise player. That just doesn't go mm-hmm. well. Okay, moving on to our next segment. We're moving on to the NBA, so it's going to be an all-basketball episode today. So here we're going to have our playoff predictions. Just for the um, conference finals and the championships. So, Drake, who do you got in the conference finals? All right, so I got Warriors and Rockets. Okay. And Celtics and 76ers. Okay, who do you got winning the Warriors Rockets? Warriors. Who do you got the Sixers? I have the Celtics. Okay. So it's going to be a I'm going to say mine, then I'll state my case for yours. I got the Warriors over the Rockets. They got the Bucks over the Sixers. Here's why. This, see, I love the Nuggets. The Nuggets would be a great, they're a great regular season team. They just don't have experience. See, they don't have experience. They're a young youth core. I love the Nuggets. They're going to be great in the future. But they just don't have the experience as the Warriors and Rockets do. The only thing that scares me about the Rockets is James Harden hasn't been performing to his level in the playoffs. Also, I am not 100% confident with the Rockets because James Harden, I think he can do so much. But if you're doing a seven-game series, you can just videotape him and film, and you can see how to play. Did you see how the Bucks guarded him? Yeah, they forced him to his right. And to the cup. They, they basically guarded him from behind. That's the way, and I think that's the blueprint to guard him. That's the only thing that scares me. Then the other thing is... I just think the Bucks. We've already discussed the Bucks over the Celtics, but that's why I have. And the Sixers have Tobias Harris, Jimmy Buckets, Joel, and Simmons. Simmons. And so typically, Jimmy Buckets and Tobias are going against the third and fourth best defenders on the team. So, like, Ben Simmons is probably going to be guarded by Giannis. That leaves Jimmy Buckets and Tobias Harris to be guarded by Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Bragdon, and I just think I just I love I love Chris Middleton. I think he's an, a decent defender, but Tobias Harris is just bigger. Yeah, Jimmy and he can, and, he can shoot and, and Jimmy buckets, and there's JJ Redick. It's yeah. so like let's say Malcolm Brogdon. I just don't know if Malcolm Brogdon can defend at that high of a level. Okay, one and here's another thing: who can challenge the Warriors in the West? We didn't even say he's going to win it all. Oh, this is awkward. Okay, who's going to win it all, Drake? Warriors. I have Warriors, Cody too. Cousin is going to get his first ring. Yep. Okay, who can challenge the Warriors? I got the Rockets. Uh-huh. That's it? Rockets because of Paul and Harden. They are the only, the only team who can match up with the backcourt. Of Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry, they are the only shooting guard point guard team, in my opinion, 
that can match up. And I have, so I have the Rockets. I, I, I hear some of you peoples down there in Philadelphia saying, what about Ben Simmons and Jimmy Buckets? No. I still think. And the West, though. Yeah, I still think. Oh, yeah. I would agree. Um, They're the only team. I would, I say the Rockets, but I have the Thunder. Yeah. And, and see, when people talk about the Thunder, Paul, Paul George and Russell Westbrook are really good pieces together. But people talk about Steven Adams, and he, they would take, they would take the Warriors into like a six-game series. But I just think the Warriors are better than them, and they would win that series. But it would be, it would still kind of be a close series. But here, but here's why the Warriors are still better. Because Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they are great players. People think sometimes people like overrate Stephen Adams. He's just a piece in the puzzle. He's not like he's just a little piece in the puzzle. Like he's a piece in the puzzle. Like he's not as big as to the team as like Paul George and Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, so here is our second to last segment is um, the, who are the teams that can challenge the Warriors in the East? Celtics, the Sixers, and the Bucks. Those are the only three. Those are three teams. Okay, let me state mine. The simple answer is the Celtics and Bucks. Is the top four teams in the East. Exactly. Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics. Case closed. I think we agree on that. Okay, our last segment is, it's, it's going to be get off the gas. So here's how it works. I am going to say a bunch of topics that are happening around the NBA. And Drake's either going to say, stay on the gas, which I'm going to read off more. Or he's going to say, get off the gas, and we're going to discuss that topic. Okay? Okay. So here we go. First topic is, the Lakers shut down LeBron for the rest of the season. Keep going or stop? Keep going. Keep going? Next topic is, little off course, people think the Browns are the best team. Take the foot off the gas. What is your opinion on this? Honestly, if you're talking about star power, obviously... They look really good on paper. They look good on paper. But, but what about the other positions you aren't talking about? Safety. Safety. O-line. O-line. Defensive line. No, their defensive line's really good. Between Miles Garrett, they picked up Richardson, they traded for Oliver Vernon. So forget like you didn't say D-line. Sorry. Who are their lineback- linebackers? Exactly. Who are the cornerbacks? Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. They could be good, but that's just sticks on paper. And they lost their first round pick to get OBJ. Yeah. They don't need it at this point. Um, and I, what happened to the Chiefs? Like, I get they lost their D Ford. Yeah. But they still got the same offense. They lost Cream Hunt, but they looked really good. They looked really good. Okay. New shocker. They still have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Okay. We're going to keep going. I know. I know this is a little bit ago. Gronk retires. Stop. Stop? Oh, yeah. What, what are you thinking? I get he has a toll on his body. I get that he was in. 
I did say he has tons of injuries. But you are arguably the best tight end ever to play. Whoa! That's arguably. a little far. Arguably. That's a little far, one I think. One of them. One of them. Okay. Not the best, but arguably one of the best. And how many seasons did he play? Not a ton. He didn't play a ton. Alright, put the foot on the gas. Hold on, what if I want to talk? It said on ESPN that he was grateful and happy with his retirement. And I just think that he, I'm pretty sure he was just pretty beat up. And I just think it's yeah. a lot to take that on your body. Okay, we have two more. So you can either hit or stop. And we'll just, we'll be, I mean, stop or we'll keep going and we'll just be done. I just think that, yeah, I just think that it's going to, okay. I so here's here's one of them. Do you think that it was? I'm sorry. The Bears traded Jordan Howard to the Eagles. Who did they get? Sixth round, fifth round pick. I don't even want to stop on that. That's the Bears are my team. <laughs> Keep going. Yes. Yeah. Last topic. Take it or leave it. The Cubs are one in five. Keep go end the episode or stop and discuss. End the episode. End the episode. Well, thank you guys for watching. I mean, not watching. You can't see us. Listening to the first episode of the Harry Bros. See you next time. Have a good week, y'all.